always said that the fat voice is the n-word for fat people (laughs) (laughs) and if in person does it we're like whoa 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 i mean here's the thing I think now I think Maria is just trying to gain weight so she can make fun of fat people more. That's I exactly feel, what I'm trying to do. I feel like do. it's a weird <laughs> a level check of out, fat phobia. Check out my new, my new YouTube feeder channel. Yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> we, oh, should do, only fans. <laughs> we should seriously <laughs> We should seriously do a mukbang where we just eat and talk about true crime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a mukbang is. You but know, oh, a, a mukbang. We are limited, a, but I'm going to jump into it. Okay. Well, real quick. Into a mukbang. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I am your host, Maria Felix, with my co-host, Lori Roggenkamp, and our wonderful resident guest, Cash Abdumalik. Hi. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, I, I'm voting Republican. Oh, oh. <laughs> you said re- Republican. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm voting even though I know it's wrong. I'm a little baby. Oh. <laughs> Just because I'm voting for Trump doesn't make me racist. That's Lori giving a shout out to our latest commenter. So, hey, if you enjoy the show, go check out the comments on iTunes and maybe leave us one. <laughs> I'm not going to read it because I said I would only read positive reviews. So, <laughs> if... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if you want to leave a five-star review and tell us to go fuck ourselves, I'll happily read that on uh, on the air, but I'm not yeah. going to read this one. We're going back to a time when podcasts were not a thing. Oh. Not at all. So, 2013? Close. Okay. <laughs> 1991. Ah, uh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Young MC played across all the radio stations. <laughs> We didn't know what was going on. <laughs> in 1991, Tamara Upton and Tracy Poirier were found guilty of the aggravated murder of Donald Fish, a man they had met and known for one night in July of that year. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's not the weird part. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I know that they say that like most killings and stuff happen by somebody you know. Yeah. But, you know, how how far is that somebody you know? Like, is it, like, somebody you know from a few hours ago? I mean... Yeah, you're like... (laughs) I I mean, I know Chad. I bought him a drink. He's cool. Yeah. Or, like, (laughs) I know my brother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, do we really know people, you know? Do we know? Yeah. Let's get to know Tamara Upton. Tamara Upton was raised in Salem, Oregon by a single mother who often ignored her. Her mother's male friends were bad role models and were a revolving door. As in to say she was a big old hoe. Sound like a bunch of rockin' dudes. (laughs) That's who they used in the reenactment is rockin' dudes with like bandanas. Yeah, it was like a bunch of dudes with like fucking motorcycle jackets. One guy got a blue oyster culture on. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I would kill for that to be my dad. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That would be the best. <laughs> they were nobody's dad. <laughs> they kid. were only a daddy. <laughs> you know you know for sure they said that to this child. I'm nobody's dad, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nobody's dad. Loan me 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. As a result, she grew up neglected and marginalized. When she was 16, she was out as a lesbian and started many a relationship. A friend of Tamara's 
uh, said she was a giving girlfriend and would go to any means to make them happy. She had a lot of relationships and in heartbreak. Mm. Yeah. She gave out too much pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a giver, not a taker, mm. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. In 1990, Tamara, then 27, meets Tracy Poirier, 29, at a local bar in Salem. Tracy Poirier, born in 1961, was also a victim of a neglected childhood. Her father drowned when she was two, and her mother spent most of her time in the local bars. Her mom was said to be pretty slutty, and also obviously neglected Tracy. Tracy was sexually abused by the company that Tracy's mom kept. Oh, and Tracy that... learned, yes, it's unfortunate. Those are not rocking days. Yeah. Tracy learned to fend for herself, using her looks and charm to manipulate those around her. At 16, she left home and hitchhiked across the U.S. She built up a history of prostitution and crimes of burglaries, petty theft, and she specialized in grand theft auto. Great game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. San Andreas though. Yeah, quality Street. stuff. She not, killed it. Not Liberty City. That one's like yeah. Liberty City. I thought was pretty good. I, I don't know. It was too like uh, choppy. I love the whole. I love the whole franchise. Okay, anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. By 1987, in Roseburg, Oregon, she was arrested for stealing a car. I don't know. She was so fucking good at it. Then she keeps getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. She seems. About as good at uh, Grand Theft Auto as Eileen Warnos was at hooking. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing something, but it could be done better. Yeah. She ended up going to prison for 18 months and upon her release, had to stay nearby as a condition of her parole. Cut to her hanging out a bar in Salem and meeting Tamara Upton. Tracy and Tamara became enamored with each other and started dating and partying every night. They had been dating less than two months before Tracy violated her parole with petty theft at a convenience store. Not so convenient, is it? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She was arrested at home and sentenced to 90 days for violating her parole. They stayed together through her release. And when she got out, they decided to stay in nearby Roseburg for the time being, starting an apartment hunt, but also... Buying a bunch of drugs, particularly crack and heroin, to continue partying like they were before Tracy got arrested. Mm. That time. That, so they basically were just like, babe, we got to cut back on the crack, so we're going to do a little bit more heroin. <laughs> yeah. We gotta we'll save drink a little more. She's like, oh my God, I thought you were going to say we should cut down on heroin. Holy shit. Okay, no, yes, no. we can do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to re- we gotta start doing a budget, babe. How much is it for crack and heroin? We got to write this shit down, all right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tamara is the sensible one. <laughs> yeah. Tracy's the spendthrift. Yeah. On July 2nd, TNT found themselves at Reston's Red Bar and Grill in downtown Roseburg. That's pretty cool. TNT? Yeah. 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 You know that was their couple's name. That's, I made it up. I don't think they, they would have been great enough to do that. I mean, I don't Maybe. know. If they walk into a bar, ACDC's playing TNT. <laughs> no, Mike. They're like, yeah, fuck. We're, 
<laughs> we're two lesbians and we kill. We're planning we something. <laughs> you know that they probably had people say it to them and they were like, they just went over their heads. They were like, TNT. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Yeah. They're like, why do they call us that? Because we're explosive, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Babe, it's because we like burn the house down. Babe, when I get together with you, it's like 4th of July every day. <laughs> You're my TNT. That's fuck. <laughs> so they were drinking and making out loudly. You know those people? Oh, yes. <laughs> you know oh. what I'm talking about at the yeah. bar? Yeah. Making out all loud and yeah. like being super gross about it. It's like, no, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe if it's because a, two women making out, like people might have been into it. But I think even those people after a while, you're like, okay, well. Yeah. I mean, no. we've all seen that after a Saturday show. It's just, blah, blah. you're like, okay, dude, fucking go to the alleyway, please. <laughs> they were being Shit, like, we're all in the alleyway? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> the bar's in the alleyway? Yes. It's called the alleyway? Um, the, <laughs> you know that they were being like the kind of forceful, because guys, when guys think about lesbians, they never, it's never what lesbians, it's always just very like, <laughs> we're having a tickle fight. Oh, and then I came. You know, it's it's never like <laughs> it's it's never anything pleasurable that a woman actually would enjoy. And so, you know, you know, it was just like these guys were like, oh yeah, these women are oh oh they're really going for it. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, they're really wow, they're kissing really hard. Wow, okay, so like, there's no room for a dude. Okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just gonna go back to my beer. All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think that there's one guy sitting there who's just like, man, they're really into each other. I bet they're going to organize a shopping list and stuff and just go to the store together. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and then that guy was like, <laughs> I'm getting off. Okay. I'm gay. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. I, I like guys. That's the yeah. moment. Bye. He realized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that man was Andy Cohen. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> they weren't the only act calling attention at the bar, though. Donald Fish. At four foot four and 100 pounds, swaggered into the bar that night. He was there to fight the best pool player in Roseburg, and he was going to win. You're damn right. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no. No, I want him to have like a really low voice. That's what I want. I want him to have like a... <laughs> I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. You can leave it in. You're damn right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You're damn skippy. Let's get it going. <laughs> Donald Fish knew he was the best pool player around. Oh, yeah. And he had the cash and the record to prove it. Check it. <laughs> Donald had been playing pool since high school. Mm -hmm. Since his father, who loved him dearly, noticed that Donald enjoyed playing and always trying to encourage his son, bought him one. His sister, his sister Caroline, speculated that Donald actually had an advantage, that he was the perfect height to see just enough of the pool table for the best angles and shots. It's a little slanderous, but okay. What a bitch. <laughs> what Seriously. A, what, what a freaking bitch. Your brother has one thing that he likes, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're cheating. You're a, cheating. It's also just a dickhead thing to say. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> you can see like, just enough of the pool table that you get the advantage and you can see all the angles. He's like... I would kill to be able to just <laughs> be the full pool table. Like, 
His sister's like, he always had a lot of change on him because he was so close to the floor to see what others had dropped. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what that comment is like. It's like, fuck you, lady. Yeah. Yeah, she also think- commented on our podcast that she's, just because she's Republican doesn't Stop it. it. I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think that Donald was the type of guy that was, like, cool with this type of humor with his sister at least it didn't seem like she was saying it in a mean way when she said it i don't know i'm not taking it bad i'm just palling around (laughs) (laughs) palling around Uh, having a good time no i i'm sure he was fine with it i'm saying i have a problem with it i'm being the white person that has a problem with it i'm like you're offending me on behalf of him lori lori please please (laughs) all right let's get back to it maria Donald was in town for two weeks for his work as a salesman for American Photographic. He had been working at the Fred Meyer department store in Roseburg for two weeks. He was a chatty guy, and he had a vibrant and larger-than-life personality, according to all his co-workers. That night, Donald was hustling at the pool table, game after game. He wasn't shy about his winnings and would show off the wad of cash he would often keep in his front pocket. She says something else here. It, it is mean, but we should say it. <laughs> By we, I mean ye. Me? Okay. She said that. <laughs> and by she, she, we mean the she, sister. The sister. His Caroline, when oh, she's okay. being interviewed. And his, it's not, it's another just kind of semi-mean-spirited joke. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't. his dick-ass sister. She says that <laughs> she, he has to put money. He keeps his wad of money in his front pocket. Because of his little arms, I couldn't reach the back pocket to put a wallet there. Which is very unnecessary to say. And then she also goes on to say that whenever he would bend down, he would drop the wad of money. So she was always laughing at him for that. Some people are just jealous. That's fine. It's true, Donald. Some people are just jealous. They are. It's true. I totally thought you were going to say he put the wad of money in his pocket to make his dick look bigger. Whoa, 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 whoa. He doesn't have a problem there, okay? He's Donald motherfucking fish. Exactly. I'm a tripod. (laughs) Eventually, that night, Donald started talking to the girls, who absolutely started flirting with him, easily getting him to bankroll the rest of the night for them. A little after midnight, he left Reston's bar with the two women arm in arm. It would be the last time Donald would be seen alive. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, seriously? (laughs) Yeah, sorry, buddy. (laughs) Oh, fuck. This is not a good story for you. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Later that day, which would be really to say the morning because they left a little after midnight, A couple on vacation, walking along the riverbank, discovered the bloody, beaten body of Donald Fish. They drove to a nearby business and called 911. Investigators arrived and discovered that near the body were a number of bloody stones, one large slab-like one, and another few hand-sized rocks covered in blood. A few feet from the rocks, the victim's clothes were found. No ID was found, and pockets were turned inside out, making investigators assume he was a victim of a robbery. On 4.15 p.m. that same day, Fred Fish, Donald Fish's father, called the Roseburg Police Department to report his son missing. His son called daily, and it had been a few days since he had heard from him. Fred described his son for the police. By the next day, on July 4th, 
Donald's sister, Caroline, had identified the body of her brother. Oh, man, that's tough. What a hard, there's no good day to find that, to find that out. But on the 4th of July, especially, it's just like everybody's celebrating and it's just a miserable time. Yeah, yeah. They say. I have a question. What happens if he had just won the lottery? That would technically be a good day, right? I was going to say that the they say in the in the uh, interviews that July 4th is not at all a celebration for them. They don't celebrate it at all because like that's the day they found out that it was him. Ugh. That's that's so no, Lori. But the day, same day you won the lottery. <laughs> I'm just saying there could be you could have two emotions. Yes. You could you could be excited about winning the lottery and also sad that your son is dead. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Lori, your reasoning is insane and wrong. <laughs> it also depends on I the mean, size of the lottery. Like, did you take installments? Did yeah. you take the whole yeah. chunk? I mean, I see you're castrated, but you got some new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators. Yeah. Investigators found out from coworkers where Donald had planned to be the night of his death. He had bragged to them about the pool challenge he had at Reston's. Once there, they discovered Donald's white Honda still in the parking lot. Bar regulars and bartenders confirmed that Donald had been there that night, and they all described the scene of Donald, Tamara, and Tracy drinking and leaving together after midnight. One of the patrons also noted that the women were driving a blue Ford Falcon. Police put out an APB on the car, which was quickly answered by a tow truck driver. The tow had been called in on the early morning of July 3rd. Two women had been arrested in the stolen vehicle and were already under under custody. Sorry. Two women had been arrested in the stolen vehicle and were already under custody for that crime. Before questioning them, police tracked down the car at an impound lot. At the impound lot, they found bloody fingerprints in the trunk of the car and blood on the back bumper. The police separated the women for questioning. Both women confirmed that they had hung out with Donald that night and they left with him, but said they had dropped him off at another bar. When the women were escorted back to their cells, Tracy decided to make a scene for no reason and started screaming about how much she loved Tammy. Tracy. Tammy, I love you, Tammy. Tracy is... I don't have... Never mind. I just started talking. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely one of those things where it's like, well, uh, calm down. Like, <laughs> you're yeah, not she that did love. It. She did it for no reason. Like, it's just like her and um, Tamara and like the guards escorting them in the hallway. And she's like, I love you. I love you. Love you so much. Maybe, uh, they, were like, maybe they were like, what if we make out? They'll, they'll let us go. Yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> I should kiss her. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to? Do you guys want? You're shaking your heads now. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I can do it if you need me to. Guards are like, we're not into it, lady. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that people who do public displays of affection are are the same as these women, but you're pretty close. Uh, we, we get it. You love each other. Like, calm down. I just there's certain people that I feel like in the world that just need their love to be shown to be like looked at. And it's like, yeah, ugh, stop it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think the sweetest thing I've seen in public is I saw an old man like just 
put his pinky on his old wife's finger and she just looked at him and started laughing. And I was like, that's like the nicest thing I've ever seen. And usually when you, when when I, what, when you started and you said, I was like, Oh God, he's going to say penis. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) When the old man put his penis on his old wife. (laughs) Latest penis. Now that's love. Yeah. (laughs) Those two have it. Those two know how to make it work. Care for a drink, my love? The cops also got an eyewitness account from a bicyclist that had been biking down the Washington Avenue Bridge that night. He said he thought he stumbled on some teenagers partying, but found it weird he kept hearing the thud of rocks. That was crazy. Uh, Just kept on hearing rock after rock, you know? It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, he's still biking. It was like teenagers and stuff. (laughs) While calling. God, it's really nuts, you know? Officer, I gotta really... Sir, get out of the street. Get no, I can't. Street. I'm get biking. Out of the street, Hang on, sir. Hey, one second, officer. One second. Jesus Christ. He Hi. said, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, please get out of the street. I can't do it. He said he couldn't see what was going on below, and he heard a female voice say, There's someone up there. So he knew that he had been seen. He watched them flee in the car, and they passed right by him on the bridge. He saw that it was a blue Ford Falcon. And clearly got a look at the two women inside the vehicle. He had recognized them as Tracy and Tamara from the newspaper from the newspaper story about them. So he's got a pretty good was, eye. Yeah. He's a well, he's a night bicyclist. You have to have oh, yeah. Good oh, yeah. Eye. Your vision, could your vision acclimate, you know? It's real tough. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. Could you please yeah. stop shining that flashlight that you have attached to your head in Sorry, my eye? It's a it's a head thing. I can't really take it off. Sir. Put, put, put my thing. Put my thing in the rear. Put it back around at night. All right. <laughs> I can see your testicles through your shorts. Um, I know, it's, part, it's part of the allure. <laughs> she was there any plan from these women? Was there any like forethought of like, hey, maybe let's ditch the car? Or no, no. They, like it just seems to me like they literally were just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Pretty much. They were probably like that. They were like, fucking laissez-faire. Fucking. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't say laissez-faire. <laughs> no. They probably did, but I'm it, trying to, it, Fucking it carpe diem. Carpe diems. Yeah. Yellow. Yellow wasn't the thing yet. <laughs> Did I say earlier? Yeah. Dios de las Whatever. In front of my sandals, let's kill this guy. They probably were like saying it all wrong. They're like, let's carp dime this. Let's carp dime it. <laughs> let's carp these fucking dimes. <laughs> In prison, Tracy showed off to her fellow inmates, telling them a completely different story from the one she had told the police. She told them that they had been on a major bender since Tracy got out of prison. They were low on funds now and saw their opportunity with Donald. Tracy bragged that she did what she was best at and showered him with attention. When they got to the river, Tracy started making out with Donald, and Tamara got jealous. Tamara pulled out a knife and said to him, I like blood. She started cutting herself and licking up her blood. Such a lame-ass move. Like, if somebody... Like, it's such a fucking... Uh, middle school move yeah. to yeah. do this, this shit. Such a middle yeah. school move. <laughs> and These are like, 
just imagine these are middle schoolers. That's how I'm getting through this. It's just <laughs> instead of imagining they're adults, imagine they're seventh graders. And no, they're, so <laughs> they, it, it would be, yeah, it would make so much sense, except they're fucking adults in their late 20s. They're like yeah. cutting themselves with like those plaques, those like plastic, plastic like knives that you get at school with your spork. <laughs> like, see, <laughs> check it out. I heard if you play an Ozzy Osbourne record backwards, you hear the devil. Yeah, is that true? That's so true. this is uh this is what I feel is the difference between men and women. I feel like this man saw that he might have an opportunity to hook up with a lesbian couple, and he was like, short of chopping off my dick, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do her. I'm gonna go for it. And I, if it was me, if I was like, if I was hanging out with these women, and that woman came up to me and said, "I like blood," I would have been like. Oh my god, my mom called. Our house is on fire. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> don't leave this at don't leave this at Donald's doorstep. Donald's a cool guy. He's just hanging out. Yeah. Well, he was so like, I'm a man and these lesbians want the D. And they so he was the fact that this woman walked up to him and started cutting herself, he was like, No, still gonna do it. Still in it. Donald's he got had, a lot of confidence. He had be- he had been led to believe that the women were into it, were bi. They, it's not like they were like, she we're gay. walked up to him and started cutting herself. Wait, Louis. That's Louis, an ender. Louis, wait. This is a typical day in the life of Donald's, okay? Okay, there's a lot of freaks. Yeah, freaky deaky. <laughs> every Friday, every day is a freaky Friday. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Well, <laughs> Fish wasn't into it. Sorry, Jimmy Lee Curtis. <laughs> He panicked, which seemed to enrage Tamara. Oh, he did panic. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought, you have, I thought to, you have like, to take back everything you just said. <laughs> I literally, we're going to have to edit out that whole chunk. No. All right. <laughs> Tamara got out and pulled him out onto the riverbank, at which point both of the women turned on him and started beating him. No. They grabbed rocks and beat him to death. They then stripped him and robbed him. Now, remember, this is all Tracy's account that she's telling her inmates. When they noticed someone watching them on top of the bridge, they loaded the body into the trunk of the car, went to a nearby gas station, waited what they thought was an appropriate amount of time for the person to leave before returning to the river at the exact same spot and placing the body there. What? Yep. Tracy said, (laughs) I don't know. I don't really know. Like you said, they're not really thinking. They're not. Convoluted. Yeah. Who's the driving force? That's what I would love to know. I would love to know if it's who, if it's Tamara or if it's Tracy, because one of them is, is dumber than the other, and they're both pretty dumb. I think they're both fueling each other's dumbness, and also they're both, like, doped up. They're both super high off, like, days. And I'm sure that Tracy didn't stop doing drugs while she was in prison. Yeah. She probably oh, did yeah. them even harder. She probably did so, more drugs. Yeah. So this is a lesbian dumb and dumber with murder and drugs. And me- yeah, I was gonna say and meth, but you mentioned drugs, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is dumb and dumber meets uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas meets uh, the warmest. The blue is the warmest color. Well, here we go. Tracy said that at this point they felt so high off the killing they made love and licked the blood off of each other. (laughs) Tracy said that if they hadn't been caught, they were planning to kill again. You know, so they could finally come. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, I was making out with star 
the other night and uh and hair got caught hair got in my mouth and i immediately went no <laughs> just backed away and started <laughs> spitting <laughs> i went oh my god <laughs> I feel like, like you like scar. Time. I feel like you scar star every time you see her. I feel like it's never just a pleasant day. Uh-huh. And you scar that poor woman every time. She like, <laughs> I, I she shows up at your house. You're like, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. I, I stopped after I got the hair out of my mouth. And then I was like, all right, we good? And she's like, no, we're not good. Like, just do it. Maybe that is the difference between men and women because if you did that to me, you'd be like, "Are you ready?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fucking still ready. Let's go." <laughs> we I, good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Coitus uninterruptus. All right, well, I love that later, Maria. I <laughs> love how this has become an episode of like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. You guys just keep pointing out the differences in men, assume differences in men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Inmates relayed the story to police, and the prosecution used it as further evidence at the trial. Oh. Dummy. Ooh. Idiot. What an idiot. Yeah. They were charged with homicide, robbery, and assault. Neither of them would officially admit to the crime that was so blatantly theirs. Tracy's trial began in July 1991. The prosecution pursued the death penalty. The defense pursued trying to get her life in prison. Tracy's defense tried to portray her as a victim and product of her past. They argued that because of her rough past, she had a lower level of consciousness and didn't know right from wrong. Oh. Nope. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's like this is the best we could do. We'll give it a shot. Honor, yeah. She was raised in a bad environment and people were that to her son? your honor she's kind of an idiot you're like that <laughs> counselor i've noticed that your voice is getting higher and higher <laughs> i can't even understand what you're saying you know, approach the bench <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs away he runs out of the yeah. courtroom i mean you gotta you gotta also like i feel bad for the defense sometimes because they sort of have to do what their client is. T- so like they could be like, look, you got you got no chance. And the client could be like, I don't care. You got to plead. You you got to plead. You got to do uh, what I want you to do. And so the defense has to be like. She was like, not in her right mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> no, that's it's like, yeah, that's why that job is is it's quite horrible sometimes because you have yeah. to like just do it. Yeah. Yeah. On July 12th, Tracy is found guilty of aggravated murder. On July 13th, the jury decides on life in prison without the possibility of parole and not the death penalty. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe because the defense proved their case that she had a rough upbringing and therefore she had like a lower level of understanding what was right and wrong, but they didn't think it was enough to let her go. They're just like, all right, well, then she needs to be in prison forever because she's a danger to society. There's also something, did they say, mention at all if they were, because I, I know in a, a case I watched on uh, that, I think it was that murder in paradise where it was like they were trying to get the death penalty, be, but then they couldn't prove that she went with the, like she, it was, there was forethought. So the death penalty, they were like, we couldn't convict her of the, convict her of the death penalty because 
we couldn't prove that she went in with the plans of murdering him sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Never mind. Well, maybe that seems to have happened in that case, but I don't think that was the case here. All right. Let me posit three more, <laughs> three more things. <laughs> Did they maybe not do the death penalty because they thought that she was attractive? I think that they didn't do the death penalty because that day they had all decided to get fried chicken for lunch. And so they were just kind of tired and they were like, yeah, it's fine. Where are they going to get it from? Do they know? Oh, I don't know. Probably KFC. We should go to Bojangles. Bojangles, guys. I I actually agree with that because there have been times where I've gone. I went to Starbucks the other day and got the wrong drink order. And if I had to go back to a jury, I probably would have voted death penalty. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I think I think we should go with Popeyes. So yeah, still. Um, (laughs) Can you imagine being a or being a client being a um uh, um, what are they called? Uh, Person criminal criminal. And uh, your your lawyer comes up to you and is just like, "So fucking pretty good life in prison." Not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking that could have could have been over. What do you say? And you're what like, say? what? All I did it was been kill a like lot five worse. people. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. Oh, thank God. Well, I did my job. All right, checks yeah. in the mail. Thank you. This is this is a win for me. Yeah. Yeah. I know how I'm going to celebrate too. Popeye's chicken. Yeah, the jury had some when they were talking about you. I had a piece, but criminals like, can I get like a biscuit or something? No, 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 no. no that's yeah. for free people. No. Yeah, that's people free. who are free. <laughs> that's for non-killers. <laughs> yeah, but killers love chicken too. Bye, bye, bye. So, in November 1991. Tamara goes to trial, and considering Tracy had such a close call with the death penalty, she immediately pleads guilty and gets the life sentence. She wasn't willing to risk it. So I guess the lawyer's positive outlook worked because (laughs) she was like, I'd rather not. Yeah, he's looking at it. She's like, I think I might do not guilty. He's like, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you know, just do like we did. And she's like, okay, guilty. (laughs) <laughs> any, any chance of chicken? <laughs> no chicken still. Come on. But I feel like guilty. Maybe she's just super lazy. Maybe she's just like, ugh, like you had to go through the whole trial and you're still found guilty. I'm just going to plead. <laughs> to be fair, it's a lot of early mornings. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the time? Yeah. Ugh. And I have to get dressed. I can't ugh. just walk in with my pajamas. That's what they call it, right? They call it <laughs> pajamas. pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're so comfy and fluffy. Yeah. I would get so murdered if I went to jail. <laughs> the first day I get, oh, I get pajamas. They'd be like, we're kill going her. to kill you. Exactly. Murder that one. <laughs> I w- it would be the first time they'd be like, this was so weird. All races, sexes, every guards got involved and really beat the shit out of her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone in the prison came together. In a, in a moment of like equality and racial harmony to murder yeah. you, <laughs> she really brought everybody. Together I can see that in mutual hatred. Yeah, it's just one day of whining from you. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that how that would be, how that would look. They play like America's horse with no name on the loudspeakers, and everybody's just like looking at each other, like, "All right, 
Let's kill her. Yeah. yeah, once in a blue moon, an inmate enters that just harmonizes everybody for a few months. <laughs> I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lori's yeah, stuffing the- cotton balls into her nose because she has a nosebleed <laughs> from the elevation on the second yeah. floor. Ah, the second Is there a cat here? I'm allergic to cats, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> Like you get every single time I get socks, I'd be like, "Long con here for the socks." <laughs> she has to die. The guards are like, "Yeah, go do it." Yeah, we'll help. I don't care if I go to jail. I really want her dead. Speaking of guards, in August of 1998, while they both women sat in prison. Tracy developed a relationship with a female correctionals officer by the name of Pamela Trimble. Ah. Wait, they didn't stay together. I know, so weird. (laughs) She escaped with her help from the Oregon Women's Correctional Center in Salem. Pamela, Pamela, Pamela. Trimble used bolt cutters to get through the prison's fence during the night and pried open Tracy's cell window. They fled on, she fled on foot, splashing through Mill Creek, and the pair drove off in Pamela's pickup truck. I thought you said splashing through milk. And I splashing was like, through milk. Like on the floor? Yes, they <laughs> dropped it for good luck. Yeah. That prison has a moat filled with a moat milk. Because <laughs> what, what you don't realize is that criminals, a lot of the criminals there are lactose intolerant. So it's like if they try and go through the milk moat, you know, they're dead. Milk moat. Or at least they just have a lot of diarrhea. Milk moat is amazing. I'm just imagining a whole bunch of people who aren't in the prison with like donuts and stuff dipping it in. Ah, it's so delicious. It's always nice and cool and it flows like a lazy river. It's always just going in a nice circular Mm -hmm. mm, current. People are like, this prison is a magical place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah they, there's like a bunch of signs that says please don't drink from the milk mm-hmm. moat it's Willy Wonka's prison but then you see like a little puppy yeah. drink, drinking from it and you're just like aww, aww. aww. is that sanitary? <laughs> I don't think I care <laughs> it's yeah. fine it's cycles too it's cycles okay, too right. yeah <laughs> no they, she escapes and they she and then they sorry she escapes and they lead police on a chase that goes cold in the San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. A month later, Tracy's story premieres on America's Most Wanted. And she and it is tipped off that she is hiding out in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, Tracy and Pamela had done almost exactly the same thing as her and Tamara, where they were just going around partying at bars. And Tracy this time started starting fights. All the time with little people, <laughs> no, and not specifically. Yes. She's just just with people, only with little people of Rhode Island. I'd be like, dude, you have a serious, serious bug up your ass. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, look at me, look at me right now, Tracy. <laughs> what? A little person just walked yeah, in. Little, what, do I, not get up. Uh, a little person walked in. It's like, yeah. hey, uh, Tracy, I'll buy some, Tracy? I'll buy some drinks for the ladies, and she's like, oh, motherfucker, uh, <laughs> Tracy, uh, look at my eyes, look at my eyes, Tracy. <laughs> Let's not do. How's this. it going, Toots? Whoa! <laughs> All right, you're on your own. I can't help <laughs> you. That's it. 
They were. She was working um, at a bakery, and Pamela was working at a sausage factory uh-huh. and hiding out. They were both arrested and extradited back to Oregon and convicted of escape. Tamara Upton died at the age of 55 in the infirmary while on hospice care for an undisclosed illness. And that's it. Wow, undisclosed illness, really? Yeah. She can't thrive. Oh, and Tracy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I was going to say, I remember Tracy is sitting in an undisclosed prison in Oregon because she's now considered an escape risk. Maybe she's burned. Burned? It's the milk moat. In Oregon, because there's fires there now. Oh, I don't. Okay, maybe. She killed somebody, okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. What? Somehow that's worse. Maybe it just, it wasn't even that it was like that bad. It's just the way you said it. Like maybe she's burned. It's like, what? Yeah, no, that was a dumb person yeah. talking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's burned. You're like, Mom. obviously we would get it. And then you were like, you know, because of the fire. Honestly, I just, I forgot that we were recording. <laughs> Is, I, have a qu- I have a question. Is Maria pregnant? Because that's a dad joke. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it wasn't even a dad joke. It was just a dumb thing to say. It is kind of a dad joke. Oh, God. You're right. It is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, what, do, what do we say? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, uh, don't. You know, don't kill people. Okay, we don't need to say it again. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, don't kill little people. Um, but don't kill people in general, yeah. I think. I think that's the thing, the main thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, and uh, if somebody wants to build a milk moat. I'd love to see it. Yeah, know. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Get a picture of it or something. Oh, uh, even, if you, even if you have food at, at your home and you want to make a small milk moat, um, Send the pictures of that. Yeah. Milk milk. yeah. Why not? That sounds you, so fun. You can put, you can share it with us on Instagram at bloody podcast, or you can email us at the bloody podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> milk mode. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. <laughs>